welcome to High Action. I'm Perry Smith. I'm Will Brom. I'm John Story, and together we're the New West Guitar Group. On today's episode, a special edition of In the Woodshed with Will Brom. A special thanks to our Patreon members and our sponsors who make this podcast possible. For more information on High Action and how you can get involved, please visit www.newwestguitar.com slash highaction. Hey everyone, welcome to the In the Woodshed series. Um, I'm excited to talk about my first uh, micro lesson that's going to be dealing with extending your lines across the neck and the fretboard, particularly concerned with not getting caught up in a single box-like position, which is kind of an inevitable part of being a guitar player and dealing with playing over changes. Even uh, even a one six two five one, you know, we could think G major, E seven, A minor, D seven, and that's a great way to outline the harmony all in this general area. I kind of didn't leave this zone. Um, now, what if I want to start thinking about? You know, more more like how a piano player has the freedom to think low to high because it's a very linear instrument. And if they want to play a line that's ascending through changes, they're just moving their hand that way. So if I take a 1-6-2-5-1 in G, and I'm going to try to ascend up the neck playing through the chord changes. One, two... One, two, three, and... Right? I started down here. I ended up here. Now let's say I play another one, six, two, five. I'm right here, and I want to start moving back down the neck. One, two, three, and... Having the ability and the fretboard knowledge to be able to shift between different positions so that I can start thinking more linearly, low to high, and it's not just, well, when I'm here, I'm out of room. Um, although <clears throat> there's seemingly infinite music that can be made just inside one position, too. So let's go over some basic exercises that kind of help get me in the mindset of thinking across the neck. Uh, the simplest one would be, let's just take one string and just play the chromatic scale from low to high, not repeating any notes. And this is going to have us work on something that's very useful called a hand throw. So I'm going to start on low E. Two. Now I'm here, I hand throw up to the next note, which is A, the fifth fret. I do my four notes, I'm out of fingers, hand throw, hand throw, hand throw. Tip top. All right, now I'm going to go back down. Hand throw, hand throw, hand throw, hand throw. I want to get to the point where this is feeling and sounding as natural as just ascending a chromatic scale up the strings. Like this. 
you know, you can hear a difference because timbrally there's great difference between the E string and in this case the B string, but trying to open up the linear side of the fretboard. Uh, let's take a G major scale now and do the same thing where I'm going to pick just the low E string in this case and I'm going to ascend the scale as high up as I can go without repeating any notes and I'm going to bring it back down. So this is going to also involve hand throws uh, but starting on different intervals and sometimes different fingers. So hand throw, hand throw, hand throw. There I am and I'm coming back down now. Now notice I'm not doing any really wide things because that doesn't feel very natural. And although we might see this sometimes, this type of wide scale, but I'm trying to think in closed positions that are the types of shapes that we actually play and improvise with, especially in a jazz setting. So let's do that one more time. I'm gonna start with open E. Again, we're in the G major scale. Hand throw, hand throw, hand throw, right back down. Now the goal is to get it sounding and feeling as natural as if I were to go. Right? So those are some good scalular ideas for opening up <clears throat> horizontal uh, thinking on the fretboard. We could also take arpeggios, triads, seventh chords. Triads are especially tricky because there's so many notes between each note in a triad. I kind of run out of room on, on here. I mean, I've got like more than half the neck left or so, or about half the neck. So if I'm thinking, uh, before we do that, the octave of each triad, scale, anything, is kind of, I find, the most logical place to start shifting to a higher or lower position if we're thinking about shifting. So if I take a G major triad, there's the octave I've shifted to my first finger, I've shifted to my first finger. There's the octave. Okay, so in one motion, I've played as many G major triads as I can fit uh, on the guitar uh, in a consistent ascending motion. I'm not repeating any octaves. I'm playing... Right, and if I want to descend that... try that again. Again, with triads, it's almost the most tricky because there's so many leaps between each note. So if I'm thinking of shifting at the octave, I suppose I could do that. I mean, it, just look at, that's a triad across a single string. That's so many frets. It's kind of interesting. 
shift down here. And what you'll find is when you start getting into these, <clears throat> you'll start coming up with your own fingerings a little bit. This is arguably kind of unregulated territory. Let's try the same thing with a G minor triad and see if that feels any more natural. Shift, shift, shift. The G minor triad feels a little more natural because there isn't that huge major third between the root and the third. Um, So this type of exercise with triads shifting at the octave does kind of require some big finger jumps. Um, so I'm kind of breaking my rule there a little bit, but that's what jazz is all about. Now, if we take a seventh chord arpeggio, let's go back to G major. Let's say we're playing G major seven. This starts to be a little more digestible because you've got another note inside of each arpeggio to kind of swing swing to like the next monkey bar, right? So shift, 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 right? And I go back down, shift, shift, shift. Let's try that again. three times I did that, I had micro differences in where I was shifting. Uh, that could mean one of two things. That could mean I really need to sit down and regulate where my shifts are. But it also isn't the worst thing because it, I'm able to actively adapt and shift where it feels right. So I want to try plugging this into a song really quick. Uh, we'll just take a rhythm changes. And uh, to wrap this lesson up, I'm going to uh, play two choruses through, improvising through the changes. And the entire time, I'm thinking of what I call the pendulum exercise, where I'm kind of going back and forth through the changes, um, up and down the neck, kind of just trying to open up my ideas. And it kind of it'll take you out of your comfort zone uh, out of the positions that feel really good and you have licks in and it kind of like shines a light on all the corners you haven't quite explored so one two i want two three and now i'm gonna go back down
right? Hope that was helpful. Again, the goal of this um, in the woodshed lesson was just to kind of open up your mind to thinking across the neck, up and down in a more linear motion. Hope you enjoyed it. See you on the next one.